Welcome to this week's pod. It's the holiday season. <laughs> Are you into the holidays now? Come on. I'm into the holidays now. Yeah. You, you, I, I haven't decorated yet. I don't have any money to decorate. No. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. It costs a lot to like get decorations. I don't have that sort of income. Do you not have any decorations already? No, I'm not really? into Christmas usually. Uh-huh. I've got a lot of Halloween decorations, but Oh, Christmas are you telling stuff, me that your Christmas tree will not have a bunch of skulls and shit all over it? Well, it's going to have to this year. Yeah, again. do that. Again. Okay. Yeah, so I'll just use all my Halloween decorations. I'll buy a Christmas tree maybe and then and then just decorate it Halloween style, I guess, because that's all I have. But yeah, I want it to be cozy and cute this winter because... <laughs> If you haven't heard, BC's in another lockdown. Lockdown, baby. Yeah. Um, let me just say, number one, everyone's decorating way too goddamn early. What's Wait, with- because I know, that. I know, and that's why I'm being patient. Why? Um, okay, so at my house, my downstairs neighbors are the sweetest, nicest, most wonderful people I've ever known in my entire life. Wow, that's so nice. They're so kind and good, and they decorated last weekend, like on the 12th. Okay, mm-hmm. November the 12th. Now, you know me. I'm very strict about my decoration rules for Christmas. I, it is the only way in which I still subscribe to my lingering Catholicism that Christmas season starts on the first day of Advent, which is four Sundays mm. before Christmas. Okay? Okay. That's that. Mm. That's when I decorate. That's when Christmas starts for me. I don't listen to a single Andy Williams. I don't drink a god, di- god damn fucking first nog fuck, fuck, fuck before fuck. then. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> they decorated on the 12th of November way too early, but I could not say anything. And then they texted us even. Hi, um, is that okay that we're decorating so early? And Because probably they can hear me because I scream constantly in my house. They probably are used to me just constantly screaming and probably like through the floorboards. Like, what is this? What is this? Lights up, the Pope says, okay. So I feel really bad, but when they texted us, I was like, That's really nice that they texted you. They did not need to do that, but yeah, you're probably right. They did hear you. And I was like, It's okay. It's, I love it. Because <laughs> I'm glad people because, need it. Because that's what people need right now. Uh-oh. And for you to come and be like, I'm actually, I have to wait until December 1st because. Catholicism or whatever, and I don't even I don't even follow that religion, but it's the rules. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that that you made the right choice and not saying anything back to them and allowing them to have their time. Um, yeah, to be fair, it's not because of Catholicism; it just it, it lines up. Yeah, and I feel like that's about right. Four weeks of Christmas it is, is about a right. plenty. It is about right every other year. This year it's different. This year it's different. Yeah, All people right. just want to hop into that. They're at home. They want joy, and they're like, "Please, someone give me joy any way I can find it." Put your trees well, up. I do have to say though. Mm. Okay, I'm really, I'm very disappointed. I haven't seen my mom and my sisters and my uh, brother-in-law in like a, a long time. And, you know, I was really looking forward to going over to Vancouver for them to like meet my partner and everything oh, yeah. too. We were going to yeah, have wow. everyone all together. It's going to be really nice. Obviously, that is not going to happen this year. Um, what I did find is a positive out of that. Okay. You don't have to, like, spend so much money right. on, you know, gifts. Like, you can wait until the next time you see them to give yeah. them their gift. I mean, I, I might send it in the mail, but also the mailing system. Like, everyone's got, mm. you know, a lot. Everyone's putting things in the mail, so it's going to be maybe not worth it. So maybe just hold on and save up for some gifts for family. Yeah. Already done from the States, I'm hearing some interesting things about, like, because uh, they are staring down the barrel of Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. right? And they... For once ever, the States never looks to Canada and is like, how are things going up there? No. Even though we're like, we're like baby um, version of, and, you know, it's like, uh, you could probably learn from us because we do things even like Thanksgiving before you. Because we learn from their mistakes. We learn from their mistakes. Yeah. They don't usually learn from our mistakes. But in this case, they're looking at us and being like, oh, their Thanksgiving, like the numbers went through the roof. Yeah. COVID numbers, right? Because they got together and breathed on turkey together Mm -hmm. and so they're trying really hard to learn from that and i've heard them say like listen how about protect gangi and pop pop and don't have thanksgiving with them and then let's roll this vaccine out and then next spring and summer we'll have the biggest vaccine or i mean the biggest thanksgiving you can even remember and all celebrate 
us getting through this. And guess what? Your Gangi and Pop Pop will still be alive because yeah. you didn't give them COVID. Yeah, totally. So I feel the same way about Christmas this year, too. I know mm-hmm. my dad called me. He's like, hey, not going to be around. We're not going to see it for Christmas. I was like, great. See you next time. Whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I get it. Of course, I'm sad. Of course, I want to see my family. But mm-hmm. I get it. And we can scooch it. We can be creative and we can have a great time next time. Oh, yeah. And especially like, you know, I'm lucky in the fact that like we're not religious and we've never really right. like followed tradition and we just kind of work with each other's schedules every year. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like we're very flexible in that way where we're like, of course, we can have it whenever we want. It's yes. just going to be a get together and we're going to drink. Like, that's really what we do. So, you know, we can do that whenever. Um yeah, I do feel bad for my mom because she's mm. by herself. Yeah. Well, she has my sister over there, so yeah, maybe she'll be able to hang out with her. I hope so. How do you feel about um, Christmas like nativity scenes, like those little <laughs> trinkets that people have in their houses? Because <laughs> there's sometimes there's some people who like go ham on that that uh-huh. you would never expect would be into those sort of what are they called nativity scenes? A nativity scene, yeah, yeah. And then like as soon as December first hits, or even sooner this year. Their house is just covered in it, mm-hmm. like covered, like every square foot is a little nativity scene and they go ham on it. Do you know someone like this? I know of a person, not okay. close to me, but I'm just always so surprised that people like that. Um, my dear mother, God rest her soul, became that person later in her life. Really? Yes. We oh my had God. always growing up, there was one nativity scene in the house and then... It's like the funniest thing. I don't know why this happened because I had already moved out of the house, but she just decided that she was going to collect nativity scenes like they were action figures. Oh, my God. So she was all over eBay. She was like, had one in every style you can imagine. She was like, oh, this one came from Rome. And like, she was, I can't imagine the amount of money that she spent on these wacky things. Yeah. And yeah, that's what it was. When it came to the house, covered every surface had a different nativity scene of a different style all over the house. Oh my gosh. I, yeah. The, she just loved it. Loved it so much. Oh, the baby up? Jesus. Yeah. I think we just like got rid or sold or like, no, yeah. I, just got, I took the original one that I remember <gasps> as a child. Cool. And I set that up every year oh, as a do? little, yeah, it's like oh, a good. little emotional, like, oh, this is Christmas from my family and from my youth. Yeah. Um, But uh, I don't, God, I, I'm sure my sister has like a half dozen of them. My dad still has like a few that he puts up. Aww. It's, yeah, it's wacky. D- I didn't tell you about this. Somebody, not nativity scenes, somebody in this town of Victoria mm-hmm. has on their apartment balcony and like a very standard, like an older apartment building, just with like one of those, just like, you know, flush with the building balconies. A colossal Christmas miniature village set up right now. Wow. It is huge. If this balcony is, I want to say, okay, I'm not, I just eyeballed it as I drove by, but it's like, balcony's maybe like 25 feet long. Okay, wow. Yeah. The village mm-hmm. is, I want to say, half of that mm-hmm. long mm-hmm. and goes from the, like, you know, the railing, which, you know, comes up to like your side or whatever, mm-hmm. all the way to the roof of the balcony. And it is like a little miniature ski village, snow miniature. It is inside. It would take up like half their apartment if it was inside. So they had to put it outside on the balcony. That's so nice. So everyone can enjoy it. I want to know where this is. I'll tell you. Okay. And we should drive by and take pictures of it or try and talk to the person who lives there. Wow, like still making it work in an apartment. I love it. To that level, yeah. I love the people who really like every year mm. put up all those decorations. I feel like it's becoming less and less common now because people just ruin it every year. That's you right. know what I mean? Yes. But yeah, those like few houses, I remember growing up, like over in Coquitlam, we would have one that was just like covered, like mm. absolutely covered. And then they'd have a donation box for like the um, Firefighter yep. Foundation. That's great. And, um, but then they ended up calling it off. Because it was just too much work and too many people were demanding of them. Like they were like demanding of them every year. And you're like, we were doing this as a nice thing for you guys. Yeah. And now you're being assholes to us. So yeah. absolutely not. So they like, yeah, only do like regular de- decorations now. Okay. So so how do you feel to go back to your nativity scene thing? So yeah. you know someone who does this mm. as like a non-religious person who didn't grow up with this. You walk into this house. What do you feel like? I haven't walked into the house. She just did like an Instagram reveal of it. And I was oh, wow. like, oh no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was absolutely not. She's like, it's so beautiful. Like, look at this one. Look at this little mini person. The trinkets. And I was like, I don't. 
<laughs> these are dollhouses. Uh, yes. But that's cool. I mean, you have hobbies. It brings you joy. And that's what this year's all about, you know? Bring yourself some joy. But, man, yeah. Like, I would put those up ironically. Sure. And it's people who don't do it ironically where I'm like, wow, oh. Would you have, like, a little dinosaur in there instead of the yeah, wise man? Like, and, like, like, Spider-Man's there, I baby Yoda's. An, an anarchy the, the symbol on their right. forehead, like, <laughs> bleeding from their eyes or something, yeah, you know? Yeah, cool. Something yeah, cute. Yeah. yeah, Black Christmas. Yeah, um, but... Yeah, it's wild. Like, yeah. Look how beautiful everyone. Uh, I know. Yeah. Bragging about it. I'm like, this is so wild to me. But maybe I haven't gotten into it. So maybe I should get into it and I'll know. I'll know what they're feeling. Maybe. No. No. It's just <laughs> tough. It's yeah. just, it, you know, it's like whether it's that or whether it's anything. You know, my whole feeling of like, do you need this stuff in your house? Yeah. Do you need this stuff filling up your crawl space? Right. So, yeah. I'm, oh, my God. Uh, social lockdown is what we're in right now in British Columbia. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to say, like, we'll get through this. I'm feeling really optimistic. Like, don't get me wrong. Yesterday, I felt as soon as Dr. Bonnie made that announcement, mm-hmm. um, I like, we were in such, like, a chipper mood, I feel like, yesterday. Yeah. And then it just, like, pst, bottomed out. It just became, obviously, for us, reporting this news right. and kind of reckoning with what it meant and everything and new protocols um, so uh, don't get me wrong. I get it. If you're feeling the dr- dr- the dread creeping up on you, yeah. totally understand. It is crummy, but I feel generally light at the end of the tunnel-y because of vaccine coming around the tracks there. I believe in that, and I can't wait to have it. Um, and then number two, I think that like, okay, if we do this for two weeks, you know, we'll be out of it. Even the social lockdown, hopefully by you know, early December, and then we can hopefully have, like, a kind of more chill December, you know, get back mm-hmm. to those, like, bubble parties. I know it's like, no, you can't even have your bubble over. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll get back to at least that, I hope, for the holidays. Yeah, I mean, if it's going up until December, what, 7th, is it? And then two weeks after that, is this going to be, like, right creeping up on Christmas? So we'll know, like, right before Christmas. But I still feel like there are people who are still going to get together. There's still going to be people who get together on Christmas. They're like, I don't care, whatever. Yeah. Which is too bad. But if you can not do it, don't do it. Um I I felt the same way. I was like, oh, shoot, this is really like, wow, we're really cracking down. But I was actually relieved mm. in a sense that I felt like that was the right thing to do, that we needed to really lock it down. I mean, our numbers were up upwards of 700, creeping on 800 a day in B.C. Yeah. The cases on the island were doubling. Like, we we weren't doing well. And, it, and obviously, Dr. Bonnie Henry didn't want to make that announcement at mm. all. But it was one of those things where I'm like, it takes off a lot of pressure. We don't have to. And I feel for the people who, you know, are working in service and stuff and have been fighting, like, anti-maskers and yeah, stuff like that, yeah, yeah. you know, just saying, like, this is the order. Like, this is it. Not not just business by business, because mm-hmm. I'm sure that brought in a lot of um, conflict in yeah. the workplace. So I was just feeling relieved where it's like, okay, yeah, it's just we all know we have to wear a mask. We all know that, like, you can't have people over. So if someone asks me to hang out, I'm going to say no, and that's going to be okay. Yeah. They're going to be fine with that. If not, not my problem. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I yeah, I was a bit relieved because it was just, it felt like it was getting a little out of control. People were getting way too comfortable. I feel that for sure. And and I was very supportive of Dr. Bonnie not putting in the mask mandate. My, my yeah. feeling was, it's like, people are already wearing masks. I go, you know, anywhere you go out in public, I would say like 95% of the people are wearing masks. Yeah. And the whole thing, Dr. Bonnie's mantra from the beginning of be calm and be kind was if I ever saw anyone who wasn't wearing a mask, I there's nothing in my brain that was like, what the fucking person no. put on mask? Yeah. My be calm and be kind was, oh, they can't. Yeah. They can't. They they can't they, or they really don't want to. And that's okay. The rest of us are because we can and it's fine. Mm-hmm. And we got you. We got yeah. you covered. It's it's okay. Again, I'm not saying everyone, any, I would never encourage anyone who can to not wear a mask wear a mask yeah but for those who decide not to even if it's because of horrible stupid conspiracy theories or nonsense or like mom my freedoms or any of that stuff it's like all right if that's so important to you that you can't make this simple choice to protect yourself and others the rest of us have got you Mm -hmm. and that's what we were all doing and dr bonnie was not mandating it because I think she knew the drama that was going to come along with mm-hmm. doing a mandate. Exactly. Pushed it off for as long as possible. And now you're right, though. It's true. It it just takes the onus off. 
individual people and business owners who were putting that into effect, mm-hmm. but then were put, being made to put into place where they had to police it. And yeah. that's crummy for them. Definitely. And it sucks that now Bonnie Henry's probably taking the brunt of it because she's, you know, the face of it. And it sucks. And uh, like just huge kudos to her probably receiving death threats and whatever continued um, just because people are just filled with hate and anger right now. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, kudos to her. Oh, yeah, that's incredible that she decided to do that. You know what's wild to me to see is like it's not only just the anti-maskers, the hardcore conspiracy theorists or these people who beak. It's all the like generally I would say normal and even well-meaning people online who feel like they know better than Dr. Bond. I know. It's it's (laughs) wild to think that all these people are like, I am more informed than this person who has been. Who is their PhD has been in the the field for their entire life? Like yeah. what? <laughs> what you at home? Who work part time at the grocery store or whatever? Yeah, are more informed than this person? Yeah, sure. Okay. okay. Yeah, apply for that job. Fucking do it. Yeah. Give me your resume. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, it's always the case. Always. I, like <sighs> that's I gotta be one hell of a cover letter. Seriously, I know because okay. like, every single comment is like, do this. We should be doing this. We should be doing. Okay. You don't think they thought of all these things? Right? And, like, they don't have a better bird's eye view of what's going on in the entire province, the uh, economic impacts of every little thing that they do, the, yeah. like, the tendrils that reach out. No, people are just in their own little head. They are just are just swirling around between their head and their butthole, and that's the only places they go. But they apparently know better and feel like they need to chirp online. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I was looking at the um, the candidates for the by-elections coming up okay. in, uh, in Victoria. They've been released on uh, the Victoria website. And some of the candidates, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm really excited about some of them and then some of them literally just have one sentence in their thing they're like we we at the beginning they're like we did not edit any of these answers this is what was given to us and it was like people are just like just try to bring back common sense to the city like that's it that's their platform just bringing back common sense because no one has common sense that's what you bring to the table is common sense and that's it really Can I say how overrated common sense is? Like <laughs> That's the first step, honey. Yeah. Oh, my we, God. Like, the reason we... Uh, oh, God. I We defer to people who have greater than common sense. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, if that makes me a sheeple, then bah-ha-ha. Ha. Isn't common sense a sheeple thing? Oh, like, God. It's common. It's Everyone has that sense. Okay. And nothing more, really? Yeah. Okay. That's what the sheep have. That's why you have a shepherd. Yeah, that's because they're all doing the same thing. They're doing the common thing that is sensible to them. That's right. And I'm, I will, I'll, I'm happy to do what the doggy tells me as a little sheep. If the dog, if the doggy knows. If the better. doggy knows is well trained, then I'm like, yes, doggy, I'll do whatever. Yeah. Or in um, the case of Babe, the pig. <laughs> it's a great movie. Yeah. Okay. I'm putting my mask on now, okay. and we're gonna uh, get into this podcast. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Love you. Have a great social. What's it called again? Social. Social D. Social distance. Social lockdown. And tell your friends about this podcast. Do some puzzles. A local cat has been visiting an Esquimalt high school throughout the pandemic, inspiring joy and lifting the spirits of everyone she meets. Oh, yeah. This just goes to show that cats aren't as self-centered as some people think. Ola here. She's a hero. Yeah. In fact, we have our cat to human translator, so we want to find out exactly why this is so important to her. Ola, so what is it that you enjoy so much about giving joy to people of all ages during this difficult time? It says, I steal the student's juice money. Oh, no. I think I probably told you about how I'm running through uh, Schitt's Creek for the first time. Mm-hmm. I'm loving it. It is exactly what I need for a little decompress at the end of the day. Nice. Uh, and a lot of people I maybe think saw Dan Levy, the like, star and producer of the show, was uh, talking this weekend. And actually for a while I've seen this on his social media talking about the Indigenous Studies course that's happening. You can even take it online at yeah. the University of Alberta. Yeah, I have a few friends who are taking it. 
I want to take it. Mm-hmm. I think it's such an important thing. And we always have these conversations centered around indigenous rights or what have you. And I'm just like, I wish I knew even a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like this is the tweet he put out that uh, the weekly discussions in that course were nothing short of transform transformational. Oh, good. So like, yeah, I really want to. So now you can donate to... Uh, the faculty at that school and at the Native Studies. And uh, Dan Levy himself is going to match donations up to $25,000. Wow, that's incredible. What yeah, a guy. Yeah, huge. and he brought so much awareness to that course in general, too. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. Love to hear that. It's so good. So if you want to donate, if you want if have any interest in that, you can do that through the University of Alberta's website. A lot of things at the grocery store we have to be getting more used to, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, what I used to do, Jen, is have a walking around drink all the time at the grocery store. Oh, that's nice. Like I would either get a fresh coffee or mm-hmm. sometimes I would crack a Sparkle Boy, right? Like yeah. I'd grab it and drink it as I was walking around. And then you pay for it, obviously. Yeah. But um, can't do that anymore with a mask on. Oh, that is true. Yeah, I can't do that. The other day, yeah. I spent about, like, I, it felt like five minutes standing in the produce department just trying to open up one of those bags because right. people used to, you know, lick their finger and open it up. Of course. Um, yeah, I stood there and I, I think I ended up giving up because I just couldn't open the bag. So I just put <laughs> the, I I'm just, not getting Brussels sprouts today. Yeah, whatever. Or I just put them loose in the cart and was like, I'll just deal with that and put it in a, a different kind of bag. Yeah. Um, But I recently saw online that there is a way that will open your produce bag no matter what. Okay. Okay. Um, You put it in between your palms and press really, really hard. Mm -hmm. And you put it back and forth like this as fast as you can. Mm -hmm. And it creates enough friction that it does open eventually. So that is uh, a way that you can do it. I'm also just jealous of the people who have naturally clammy hands right now because, yeah, that isn't a problem. For them, but I was for me, say, my, my hands are so dry from all the sanitizer, right? And yeah, they're just like never wet enough to open up those bags. Uh, yeah, I don't love this idea, but I was thinking there's got to be other moist areas that you can wet in your fingertips to do. Like if you get a little bit of greasy hair going on, oh. rub it through that a little <laughs> yeah. bit. How about you got a little bit of a pit sweat oh, going good. on? Where yeah, else are you moist love. on your body? I was like, maybe just like behind the ear or ear wax. There are all <laughs> kinds of moistures on your body that you could use to open up your produce. I mean, I wouldn't recommend that because then you got to grab other things and then your gross earwax will be on other items in the grocery store. So maybe not that. Yeah. I was thinking maybe if you had like a like a frosty beverage with you, but again, you can't be drinking that in the grocery store. And you're not allowed dogs in there either, but if maybe on the way into the grocery store, if there's like a dog tied up outside, you know mm-hmm. how sometimes people do that? <laughs> you're like, here you go, Raffles. Lick Just give me fingers. a lick. Yeah. And then go straight to the bags. <laughs> The big space news this weekend was that SpaceX, of course, that rocket company that is owned by Elon Musk, Mm -hmm. has successfully launched four astronauts on a flight to the International Space Station. That was this Sunday. It's a big what? People are very excited about this. Mm -hmm. You know, um, between this and like the two vaccines, people who are into science right now are like pumped on science, you know, like, oh, this is a private company that's rocketing astronauts up into space. The cockpit, by the way, of this thing looks like a really hyped up Tesla, you know, like touch screens and videos and monitors everywhere. It's like, it's sweet that this is happening. We are living in the future. It's wild. Uh, Now, here's something I didn't realize about those astronauts going up into space. Guess who they brought with them? Um, Another person. A little baby Yoda toy. Oh, cute. A plush baby Yoda toy floated around the cabin of SpaceX's Crew Dragon spacecraft named Uh. Resilience. The child was visible during a few (laughs) stretches of NASA's live stream of the mission, bopping and spinning around like only a baby Yoda could. Okay, I know this is bad, but my mind immediately goes to that this was like a paid product placement by Star Wars and Disney, (laughs) the franchise. Uh Uh-huh. So I'm like, kind of like, okay. Right. This isn't someone's toy that they sleep with every night or something. uh Uh-huh. You think that (laughs) Disney and Star Wars are like, how can we get more people to know about us? Yeah, I think so. I know. Baby Yoda. Actually, this is what it was. (laughs) This is what it was. I know. You like to think that too. Uh, It was actually doing a job. The soft toy floating around um, is the gravity indicator. So by it floating around is indicating that, yes, they are, in fact, in zero G. And so in that case, Baby Yoda was doing its job. They couldn't have used anything else. (laughs) 
Okay, you're it's right. It's a paid job. Potterplacement, sure. <laughs> Shout out to Lego. Oh, just in general? Just in general, I do enjoy it very much. Yeah. But uh, Lego has unveiled what I would like to get for Christmas this year. The largest set ever. 9,000 plus pieces. Uh. The Coliseum. Whoa, is it life-size or something? It's <laughs> close to life-size. It is massive. How much do you think that would put you out? Oh, God, I wish I knew because, yeah, a lot. I mean, when you think about just go, like the average spaceship that you have to go and buy for your nephew is like hundreds of dollars. Yeah. I can't imagine what this thing would cost. A few thousand at least. The Roman Coliseum, yeah. Bigger than the Taj Mahal model. Oh, my god. Bigger than the Millennium Falcon You'd model. You need like your own room for that. Really I, can, I can see like a dream for you is having your own Lego room. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And I mean, like, that's a little bit of a nod to my paisans and everything mm. and my culture. Five hundred and forty nine dollars. That's not that bad. That's not bad. I thought it was going to be thousands of dollars. Me too. I mean, Whoa, that's probably okay. American dollars. So add another whatever percent on. But start saving up, big boy. I think you might get yourself a Coliseum. Oh, I gotta buy it for myself. I'm not buying that for you. <laughs> I said Christmas is coming, Jenny, but okay. No way. Almost every street corner in Victoria is littered with those signs for the election that's coming up. It's mm -hmm. the by-election to replace uh, Laurel Collins. Yep. And um, I don't, I don't know about you, but when there's ones in front of my house but it's on city property, yet I'm not really voting for that person. Yeah. I feel like a bit uncomfortable about it. I know. Do you ever feel that way? A little bit. Yeah, you're like, I guess it's not my property, but it looks like I'm endorsing <laughs> this person. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I feel a little uncomfortable about it. But it's good to know who is running this year, so keep an eye out on that. Totally. The actual election day is December 12th. And you were saying there's... You can apply for, like, mail-in ballots if you want to feel more safe like that, too? Yeah, I would get on that pretty quick. You can go to the Victoria website, and you do have to have your ballots in the mail by Friday, December 4th at the latest. So get on that pretty quick. Now, one headline that's going around today that is very, very interesting to me is that you don't actually have to live in Victoria to vote in this upcoming by-election. And um, because this is interesting because oftentimes we hear from people who live outside the kind of core, because we're living in this weird multiple municipality mm -hmm. fiefdom of like <laughs> all these different you know, cities around Victoria, um, you get people who like live even in like Saanich or mm. West Shore or Langford or wherever who want to be able to enjoy the downtown and have thoughts and feelings about the core of Victoria, but don't have much of a say in how it's run. And that can cause some frustration. Mm -hmm. And so now it's good to know that there are some people who will be able to vote there who don't live directly in there. But the thing is, the catch is you have to own either a business or a residential property in the court to be able to vote for her. Yeah. So recently in the news, Gordy Dodd, right? Dodd's Furniture and Warehouse, um, he lives in Saanich, um, but has property for his store in Victoria. Of course. And he actually does have a say. And he does have, he is eligible to vote in Victoria because he has that property, which is good to know. And a lot of business owners don't know that. So, sure. Yeah. And so, yeah, it'll be interesting because there'll, there'll be some people who have that voice and there are, like, look at, for anyone, whether you live here right in the core like like you and I do, mm -hmm. or you're from outskirts uh, communities, we've all got a lot of thoughts and feelings about all what's going on with our town. You know, the problems that have been made worse, it seems, by the pandemic and everything. And so there will be even more voices uh, to chime in on it. And uh, last time, back in 2018, the general municipal election, 200 people voted who don't live directly in the city. Mm. They're thinking that now that word is spreading around, that number will likely increase. So think about it. If that's you, uh, get voting. Okay, we have three kind of big entertainment stories to tell you about right now. First up, uh, Quentin Tarantino, it's mm. coming out now, like what he's going to do after he quits making movies. He's going to write books. Cool. I bet you anything those are going to get turned into movies in the end, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first one he's going to write is an adaptation of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, oh, okay. which has already been made as a movie, but he's going to like reimagine it completely as a book. And you know what? As someone who's trying to read more, mm -hmm. I'm a thousand percent on board with a Tarantino book. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine like the audiobook side of that, too, if they added a little bit of production oh, on it? Oh, my God. I'd be so into it. Uh, Conan O'Brien uh, just announced that they will end uh, Conan. 
starting yeah. June 2021. Now, his travel specials like Conan Without Borders is still going to continue for the foreseeable future. But he also just signed a deal with HBO Max, and he's going to have a weekly variety series. Yeah. Which sounds really good. That's That does sound really good, actually. Yeah. And that's about the right amount I have for any late night person, no matter how much I love them, is like, eh, once a week I'll hang. And finally, this is really cool, Dan Levy, who, between Shit's Creek and him donating to the University of Alberta and their, like, Native Studies course, we are just madly in love, yeah. everybody, with Dan Levy right now. He has been named one of People Magazine's Sexiest Men Alive. <laughs> Those awards are so funny to me, but like, way to go. That would feel so good to be given that title. Nothing would make me feel better. I think <laughs> right? like, I, I can go I to my would grave. Like to have that title. Yeah, I'll be on my deathbed being like, I was sexy! <laughs> At one point, I swear. A magazine so said so. <laughs> So us humans are not allowed to have big parties and get-togethers right now That's for true. good reasons yeah. because of COVID-19. But you know who is having huge parties and are having just like the best time ever right Tell now? Me. Sea lions in Cowichan Bay. They are just having a party on this like floating barge, like the um, floating breakwater there yeah. is now like a temporary home for all of these massive sea lions. And they are just <laughs> causing a mess well, in that area. <laughs> you said to me that it was kind of like a big sea lion bachelor party. Are they thinking that these are mostly dude sea lions? Yeah, they're saying they're mostly um, male sea lions and um, they are very smelly. They're in the area. <laughs> Area, just like snatching up all the salmon right. and the these creatures can get up to like 2,000 pounds and they're getting what? on this breakwater hopping on people's sailboats and sinking them because one gets on there and then their buddy joins on and right. gets on another boat and it ends up tipping over and people's you know property is getting damaged they're breaking uh, huge holes into fishing nets and things like that <laughs> and there's just like hundreds of them on this uh, breakwater making noise smelling bad and yeah just like a an unruly bachelor party uh, that's why I love it I feel bad <laughs> for people like as you say who's you know one of their most prized possessions their sailboats oh yeah are being destroyed and sunk. You know, they say the best day with a boat owner is the day that you buy a boat and then the day that a seal bachelor party <laughs> destroys it and sinks it on you. Like, that sucks. But, like, I'm, I'm also loving it because everything you're describing, the smell, the loud noise, yeah. the destruction of property, it's like, hell yeah, I've been to bachelor parties like that. They're <laughs> fun as hell. I love it. I'm happy for them. Ray says, apparently, Disneyland is overrun by cats. This is the only time that I have ever wanted to go to Disneyland. I don't care for all the characters. I just want the cats. Uh. So I didn't realize that this, this has been ongoing, I think, since Disneyland opened in the 1950s. What? D Walt Disney was building the castle and everything, and then he ran into this colony of feral cats. And so he was like, oh, if I just kill all these cats, I'll be a pariah. So he adopted all of them, <laughs> got rid of their fleas, and let them live in the park. And apparently, at nighttime, the park closes down the cats roam free and act as like a pest control. They hunt all the mice and rats right. that live throughout Disneyland. I've heard of breweries doing this as well, taking like barn cats and just having them in the brewery to get yep. rid of all the pests. So you can, if you want to go online, there's like a Instagram called Disneyland Cats. And I guess when people do spot the cats during the day, because like I've been to Disneyland multiple times. I've never seen a cat sneaking out oh. and stealing someone's churro or anything, but <laughs> I guess that happens once in a while. And so now I believe Disneyland is still closed in California. Mm -hmm. I'll have to do some more digging on this on Ray's claim here, but apparently park is empty. Cats are just running wild oh, all over Disneyland. I love that. I kind of do too. Me too. Are you ready now, Paul, for the show? Yes. Hey, what's up, dude? Oh, God, right? <laughs> what are you on about? Well, I'm excited to hear this, dude. Go ahead. Okay, well, last night I bought my first ever puzzle because my partner and I are trying to figure out what we can do indoors that's, you know, safe. <laughs> and, you know, there's just, like, we have to find new hobbies. So we're like, let's try out a puzzle. Because your hobbies before, I remember, it was going out and cr crumbing against people and licking. Yeah, I just like not to each other, like licking everyone else. Friends, yeah. And it was like, how many people can we lick tonight? That's that was our go-to, but obviously I can't do that now. I was like, let's go to a spit party <laughs> and see how much spit we can get in each other's mouths. That's right. 
I mean, that yeah. only counts as one, your boyfriend would say. It was such a fun thing, and then you go home. Yeah, you were a part of it. Um, no. But, yeah, so we got a puzzle, and uh, I just want to say, like, puzzles are, are interesting in the way that um, every puzzle that you make, is like, or every one that's on the market is very precious. Like, they're uh-huh. puzzles of, like, a little baby kitten playing with yarn, yeah. a beautiful scene where two people are holding hands mm. and it's Christmas behind them. Right. Or, like, you know, chickens being cute. You know, just very precious things. Sure, farm scenes. Um, and I'm just, like, wanting there to be, you know, a puzzle that makes you feel badass. A like, lovely fall day. Yeah. You know, something like, maybe, like, Wu-Tang or something has a puzzle or like I don't know a grandma giving a finger something like a little bit more cool that's the one you keep saying a grandma giving the finger yeah why does the grandma give a finger something funny and cool Uh Um, anyway I ended up getting I ended up getting (laughs) I ended up getting a unicorn puzzle because it was the most precious out of all of them right okay Um, I do have to say I am so into puzzles now after just doing it last night um but yeah, I am still on the lookout for a new puzzle, one that isn't so precious, one that I'm actually excited to hang on my wall. I'm excited that you're all like super pumped and jazzed on puzzles. That's nice for you because it is a good indoor activity and mm-hmm. will fall and all that. Uh, don't tell us about online because I'm sure you can go online and just Make type in anything. literally a grandma giving the finger a puzzle and get that. But like where maybe in town is there places? There's got to be cool puzzles out yeah. there. Where do you find such a thing? Mm-hmm. Let us know. You can always text us throughout the show to 250 <laughs> 750913. And then let's just say a prayer for the spit parties to come back. <laughs> Man, thank you to the zoners who are texting in to 250-475-0913, giving me some advice on where to get good puzzles because I ended up with like this unicorn puzzle. And I want a puzzle that I can display proudly on my yeah. wall. You know, you put yeah. so much time and effort into putting it together to just like destroy it and put it back in the box. It's not fun. Um, I just got a message from Tara, which uh, says that uh, Studio Robazzo Oh, yeah. Uh, they have puzzles, and it's a local design company. Puzzles are made out of wood, which is sustainable, which is great. Okay. And the finished puzzles are great. They're kind of like edgy, and they're almost like art pieces. Sweet. Instead, so you actually want to display them. That's exactly what you're idea. looking for, right? Yeah. And then, of course, you know, a lot of people texting in about the online. You can customize any puzzle you want. So whatever image comes to mind, I can make sure. it into a puzzle. Right. Um, but, yeah, lots of great... Uh, Great information here. Bull and Books, Oscar Libby's is another place. Yeah. Capital Iron might even have some puzzles With cool puzzle? too. That's yeah, really cool. loving it. Um, well, I'm so glad, again, that you're into puzzles now. Um, I just, <laughs> and you know, it's good because now you can go from your first puzzle to a good puzzle that you really love. But I just want to um, make fun of you right now because how many pieces was the puzzle you bought last night? It was only 350 pieces. Did you not realize? I didn't realize until I bought it. It was like a family puzzle for children. Jenny, that's a baby puzzle. Yeah, well, you got to start somewhere, right? <laughs> that's like one step up from like put the shape of a star into the block that looks like a star. I mean, that's that's hard stuff to do. So. <laughs> Well, like everything else this year, we just have to find new ways to celebrate our favorite things. Hmm. What do you think that I was strapping a candy tube to the front of my house for Halloween because I like that? I mean, it was pretty fun, it wasn't was it? It was very sweet and fun. But <laughs> for Christmas, there's a really cool thing happening in Victoria. I just found out about it today. It, this, uh, it's like a big drive-through experience because there's not going to be any Santa Claus parade. There's not going to be any whatever. You can't even sit on Santa Claus's lap, I doubt, this yeah. year. So this drive-through, immersive drive-through experience down at the breakwater, totally contactless, touchless. You're just in your car. And if you've ever seen any footage of the Meow Wolf installation that George R. R. Martin is behind mm-hmm. in the States. It's going to be similar to that. So a lot of like green, neon craziness stuff to look at. And then it's all Christmassy. That sounds so cool. So it's a 25 minute fully immersive experience. It's called Victoria Wonderland. And okay, I'm just like you said, I'm just hearing about it today. But I guess there's been a lot of hype around this because uh, the tickets went on sale today, mm-hmm. uh, which were uh, $40 per vehicle. So okay. you just like pack your bubble into sure. your vehicle. Reasonable. Um, $50 on weekends. It is all sold out by the looks of the website. 
everything is all scheduled up and uh, looks like, yeah, they're sold out. So we'll see if anything else comes of this. But yeah, I mean, it's a hit. Of course, I definitely want to do that. I'm sad I missed out on it. I would have got my like little convertible out and gone (laughs) into it so you can get like the full experience with no roof. Yeah, the full breathing other cars fumes experience. But um, yeah, and listen to this too. Proceeds, a portion of them go to local charities, even Victoria Hospice, Power to Be, Make-A-Wish Foundation, Women's Transition House. Again, great. You've already sold the thing out. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Wouldn't it be great if this thing is such a big success and it looks mm-hmm. like it is? Yeah. Pat it out. We yeah. can go into January. I could still see a Christmas light in February. Yeah, I think I think I think Christmas is going to go to February this year. At least the decoration side of things. We're yeah. going to need it. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> and again, Meow Wolf is like an all year round thing. So mm-hmm. switch it up. Take that Santa Claus down, and I don't know, make it a, a different thing. Mm-hmm. Make it a Meow Wolf thing. This is sweet that this is in our town now. <laughs> Strap in for the gray. Yeah. Oof, do you know what I saw the other day? Oh, hey, it was at Costco, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually had one of those lights, the like, uh, you know, the sad lights. Oh, yeah. This is sunshine. Put it in your house. Mm-hmm. And I sat there and looked at it for like a minute and thought about it. Yeah. But, you know, it was kind of like reading the magazines at the gas station for free. I just <laughs> was like, I'm just going to soak up this vitamin D <laughs> yes. from the sample one. You can't get food so. samples anymore at Costco. Right. But you can get sunshine samples. That's great. I'm glad they started that. <laughs> Yesterday, we reported on, there was like, they're trickling out the sexiest men alive over at People Magazine. Mm-hmm. So, like, we knew that Dan Levy from Schitt's Creek was one of the sexiest men alive. I guess there's, like, different categories. Levels? I don't know. Levels, Levels of sexy? But, what? Uh, but now, the sexiest man has been crowned. Yes. So, it's Michael B. Jordan. Hey! Michael B. Jordan. Congratulations. congratulations. I felt bad I didn't know who that was, because um, I was looking at his IMDb, and I was like, Oh, that makes sense. I haven't seen any movie that he's ever been in. And they're all very, very, very popular movies. Yeah. Very popular movies. Like, I think his biggest movie, arguably, is probably... He's the the bad guy in uh, Black Panther. Yeah. And then he's, like, Creed in the Creed movies, right? Right. Yes. I I think... Or something. Yeah. 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 It's a big movie. This is big movies that I have not seen, but now I'm like, okay, I got to see this. Um, but yeah, he's a very beautiful man. He's gorgeous. Um, what do you do now? Like, now you have that title, it just like feels good. Now you're part of the club. Is there like a, a club, like a society yeah. that he becomes a part of with, you know, Brad Pitt and Johnny Depp and Matthew McConaughey and who else? Uh, John Legend's in there as well. Idris Elba. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine they get together and they have like, they wear robes and wear like special rings and like control what, who, the weather and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, they control the weather. But I was thinking, wouldn't it be nice if this, instead of, you know, dealing with very famous celebrities, what if they did, like, the everyday Sexiest Man Alive? Okay. Where there are, like, people, like, scouting local grocery stores and, you know, different offices Mm -hmm. um, to find, you know, just the everyday sexy man. Because I think they could use that title a little little bit more, right? Construction sites, fire holes. Like, oh, have you seen uh, in the meat department? Man on Yates Market there, sexiest man alive, or the bagger at Yates Street Market. I think it's a great idea, Jenny. Yeah. The thing is, <laughs> the way they do it now, I have to imagine they just watch a bunch of movies and are like, oh man, that guy's hot. And then they, you know, <laughs> it's like whittle it down, shortlist. Mm-hmm. You, what you're talking about, admirable. Again, I think it's a good idea. But it means that there have to be, like, roving bands of, like, sex bandits, like, just ro- around the whole world, again, going to these places, yeah. scoping out, just sniff, <laughs> who's sexy here? Like, I feel like you do that on a daily basis. Okay. <laughs> I know. I guess we can't really, it's not really a COVID safe thing to bring, like, Christmas baking, because that's, like, right. a real nice office tradition. Last year, I, like, tried to get in on it. I made these... Um, peanut butter coconut balls that I remember from my youth. I hunted down the recipe, made them. They were delicious. They were very good, but I wouldn't consider it baking. You're like, I'm such a good baker. I made these coconut balls, but you didn't put them in the oven. You just kind of like rub the ingredients together and put yeah. them in a ball form, which is great. Great ingredients, but I don't think it's baking. I think you got to put them in a freezer. So same thing. But bake in the freezer? Well, goes in the oven, goes in the freezer. You're... you're Yes, when I make cookies, yeah, I put, put them in the freezer for my friends. No, but I mean, like, you got to put the ingredients together in a certain way and then adjust its temperature. Okay. I mean, yeah, they were delicious, but I don't. I wouldn't consider you a good baker because of it. 
<laughs> okay. So what are you going to make and then not bring to work? Um. Oh, good question. Maybe some like ginger molasses sort of cookies. Those are good. Ew. Okay. <laughs> we should just not what? bake for each other. Ginger molasses? What is this? 1943? It feels like it lately. I know it does. <laughs> COVID-19 gargle tests are now available for adults in Southwest BC. So that means that we don't have to do the swab anymore. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's great and all. But, um, Janera Jen, through this time, I've learned something about myself. What's that? I'm actually really into the swab. What do you mean you're into the swab? Like a huge Q-tip going up to your nose? I don't understand. It's my thing now. You like that? I like to get swabbed. Oh, what? Oh, Paul. No. Paul, sh- shut it down. A little tickle on the brain. Nope. Nope. Shut oh, it down. Okay. Shut it down. Yeah, sure. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. No. So I didn't really notice this, but uh, Darren, who we work with, pointed out to me as we were coming in the building today that there is like clearly a delivery, like a food delivery, a DoorDash or an Uber Eats or whatever sitting just inside of our building. Oh. And he says it's been there for two days and it's like a fresh, uneaten, looks like a really delicious big meal. <laughs> Not fresh anymore. I, I know. And I was like, dude, if you would have pointed this out to me like one day ago, I would have probably eaten that food. Right. I was like, what happened there? Yeah. It's such a shame. Someone abandoned their, didn't get their food. Have you ever had food gifted to you before? No. That's nice. Maybe that is what happened. It got gifted and then mm. they weren't sure who sent it. Um, I have had someone um, send me food and it was just such a nice move like what a power move yes. to just be like hey t- t- take take a look on your doorstep right now i just sent you something and it's like a nice like feast of deliciousness oh what a move well now a DoorDash, which a lot of people are obviously using a lot these days is going to try to like formalize that power move is mm-hmm. essentially what they're doing starting today the food delivery app will be often offering up a gifting feature ahead of the holiday season so mm-hmm. yeah Obviously, we're spread apart from our family and friends even more than ever. And so this feature allows you to send food from local restaurants to loved ones. Um, And then there's like all these little gifting feature ways where you can, you know, personalize the gift, digital greeting cards, stuff like that and surprise people. That's great. Especially like say if you're stuck, sick at home, isolating and you can't go out to the grocery store to make your own food, having a friend drop off some soup on your door. That's so sweet. I like that idea. Yeah. Make sure your friends know your address, everybody. I think the most shared image in the last few weeks here on Vancouver Island and the Lower Mainland is the BC Ferries mask uh, symbol. Yes. Because, um, well, it just it's a stock image and it just looks like male genitalia. Yeah. Right. So um, <laughs> that <laughs> image has been shared around the internet for the last yeah, few weeks. We've been laughing and laughing about it. But uh, I guess it made its way to late night television as well. Hey, now. <laughs> it's always so wild seeing anything BC related um, on late night television. Mm-hmm. It was on James Corden's show. Yeah. And he just pointed it out and had a laugh about it. That's it? I felt proud, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's too bad it wasn't one of the... <laughs> good late night ones but anyways because <laughs> they probably would have done a joke but you said he just was like just laugh like, at it look at it it is a male genitalia is that what he said? yeah that's pretty much what he said yeah <laughs> uh yeah um i like it too but you know what mm-hmm. it, it just struck me jen because we haven't really talked about this sign too much hmm. you say it's a stock image right yeah but it's making the rounds and james corden's talking about it because it was on bc fairies that means that bc fairies our little thing that we love mm-hmm. here in, on this island and everything is the only one to use that stock image that <laughs> yeah. every other place in the world, which is everywhere, by the way, yeah. that's mandating masks or encouraging masks and want to make that clear with a easy to read sign that has a person wearing a mask on it. Everyone else looked at that stock image and went, I'm not putting that on. I just got a dong <laughs> on it. I'm not putting a dong on her. Oh, my God. Ridiculous. Next. But this slipped through here. It probably slipped through many people. We gotta stop saying slip through. We gotta say something. <laughs> 
Twitter is rolling out a new feature, temporary tweets. So just like Snapchat or Instagram stories, these tweets will disappear after 24 hours. Wow, we, you know, <laughs> this might be good for some folks, Jen, but my tweets are made to last the test of time. So now if you'll excuse me, I've got some thoughts to blast out into the Twitterverse. Goodbye. What Paul doesn't know is that he actually doesn't have Twitter. The government is stealing my thoughts and pants. Sad. When he asked me to set it up for him, I actually just made him an email thread that goes directly to me. Yes, birds are actually robots, but I believe they can be reprogrammed to do chores. What are they hiding? I'm keeping an eye on it just in case, but no one should ever have to read these. It's time to finally mandate masks for our butts and farts. It's my gift to the world. You're doing great there, bud. I'm contributing to discourse. You sure are. You're such a champ. What going on in the city of New York City right now, Jenny, mm-hmm. to tell you about? Okay. Um, number one, you remember the pizza rat? Oh, of course. Uh, someone dressed up as a rat and uh, with a giant slice of pizza and dragged it upstairs and recreated the pizza rat. Oh, that's good. So that's going viral right now. I guess just wanted to... Spread joy. I don't know. Okay. It sounds like I'm, a weird time to be crawling around on the ground in a subway station. Yes, but. yes. But I'm, I'm sure that was a very popular um, Halloween costume this year for New Yorkers He's and around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other thing is everyone's talking about the Rockefeller tree. Now, when I was in New York, it was around this time of year, and they were putting up the tree, and it was very, like, neat to see. It's a, quite a, you know, a cool thing and a mm-hmm. very, like, classic, like, iconic thing about New York City is they put this big tree up. And there's a couple of things with it. Number one... There was an owl in the tree. What do you mean? They, it was just li- living in there? I guess. So the thing with the tree is they like go way upstate or wherever, right? And then they chop down a gigantic tree, the biggest one they can find. Yeah. And they drag it all the way through Manhattan, you know, like, which is a long ways to drag a tree. Yeah. And a baby owl they found inside oh, of it. Oh, no. That was the owl's home. I didn't even think about that when you're buying like a, a real fresh tree that that could be, you know, a little squirrel's home or an owl's home. And this yeah. poor thing is like, where am I going? I'm on a truck. What's happening? <laughs> so what happened to the owl? Well, I think it got like rescued and is getting taken care of. I think it like was a sick owl or something. Or yeah. That's why that, you know, when its home started getting to cut down, it didn't fly away. Aww. So it needed a little bit of help. So it's getting the help it needs. Okay. Yeah, I do see that. It's being treated and cared for at a wildlife rehab facility. That's good. The other thing is mm-hmm. that this year's Rockefeller tree, not only is it infested with sick owls, <laughs> it is such a piece of junk. It's like, again, they scour the wilds of New York State or if they have to go to neighboring states. There's a lot of wilderness, you know, in that part of the country if you go way out of downtown New York, obviously. So they have all this space to find the perfect tree. And this year they seem to found a tree that is like such a piece of junk. Wow, yeah, I'm looking at it. It looks like it's dying. It looks like one of those (laughs) trees that you have in your front yard and you're like, I'm eventually going to cut that down because it is just an inconvenience. It's going into Exactly. You have to have that fight about, you know, the overhanging tree branch that's just ugly as heck. What are we going to do with it? Well, it looks like, yeah, they just put it in Times Square or wherever. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it is a great representation of the year. 2020. It looks like a 2020 Christmas tree. It looks so sad. It's seen some things, uh, but they're going to make it beautiful. You know, they're going to put a Band-Aid on it with some lights and make it look pretty. Wow, that's a great 2020 <laughs> way to look at it, Jen. Hey, uh, Jen, I um, I got to go out here in a second here and make this big uh, um, speech for my boss. He asked me to make a speech for all these people. Oh, my gosh. I'm a little bit nervous, and I don't want to look like an absolute jabroni like Rudy Giuliani did yesterday. So how do I look? How's my yeah. hair? I mean, you're sweating a lot. Your hair, I mean, uh, it could use some work. I don't know. Like, okay. I, what do we have? Like, do we have any products around? Um, I have this, like, gravy boat oh. just from my leftover Thanksgiving meal. Okay. I, maybe I'll put that in your hair? Put, yeah. Like, just... Get it a little bit, you know, toss a little bit. And... Okay, slather it in. That, yeah. Ooh, it smells meaty. Yeah. Okay, uh, you know what? I think this will help me to not look like Rudy Giuliani from yesterday. Yeah, yeah just Thank breathe. You. you got it. Okay, all right. Hello and welcome to the Hairdressers and Barbers Conference 2020. Oh, boy. <laughs> Thank you.
to play. What did we learn today? The game where you win by remembering. Joining us on the Zone phone right now is Jaden. What's up, Jaden? Welcome to the game. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Just bought a knife. You bought a knife for work? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell New us. kitchen knife. Oh, very oh, excited. Yeah, yeah no. okay. where do you work at? I'm a kitchen. I'm at. Uh, I work at Ten Acres actually, as of today, which is. Oh my gosh, awesome. congratulations! Yeah, huge. Yeah. That's great. Congratulations. Thank you. Now, Come to Ten Acres. I get tips, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now, is that pretty standard, like BYO knife, when you get a job at a restaurant like that? Um. At my last job, it wasn't, but I think it might be for, like, higher-end kitchen. Okay. Oh. So a place that does, that is a little bit fancy, like, uh, let's say, the commons at 10 Acres would be. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. What kind of knife did you buy? I just bought, like, a generic ke- kitchen knife because my head chef was like, don't spend too much on a knife because you can always sharpen it. I'm like, oh, that's a really good point. Yeah, oh, yeah. So I saved some money. Do you know what I would do with the save money is laser etch engrave your name in it because if you know again if you're bringing your own stuff to a workplace like that like you know a lot of jobs have that you know bring your own tools or Mm -hmm. whatever um i don't want someone and i'm like this at home too i'm a maniac and i'm like the worst person to live slash work with Mm -hmm. but like don't touch my stuff (laughs) right you wouldn't want some jabroni over there chopping hard into bone with your beautiful knife you got just got sharpened right uh, see, I'm thinking instead that I might just get a uh, thing to put the knife in and then strap that to my waist so I have like, uh, a, a knife on my waist. That's such a cool that's move. So I love that. I, I, I think you should do that. I'm the most awkward person in my kitchen. But it, it was like, who is this new awesome. person in the kitchen? Yeah. It's just like <laughs> LARPing cosplay, dude. Has a knife. sheath for their knife. Yeah. You know, that's the thing, though. I walked in and uh, a few of the uh, preparation people were listening to like this really mystical Skyrim sounding music. And I'm right. like, what's happening in here? You guys like forging the final taco to end all tacos? Wow. Happening. Yes. Yeah, you should have just gone with a, a full on sword. Yeah. That's a power move yeah, in the to kitchen. Yeah, with a sword. My, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Jaden, let's get into this game here. It is uh, current ev- events trivia, pretty much. Uh, we're going to ask you five questions. You'll have 30 seconds to answer them all correctly to win. And if you, But if you don't know anything off the hop because, you know, time is against you there, uh, feel free to pass and maybe we'll come back to it, okay? Okay. All right, here we go. So your time starts after this first question. Which cast member of Schitt's Creek is matching donations to the University of Alberta? Um. Yeah. Lego released its largest set ever. What is it a model of? A model of the new Star Wars. Uh, the ship. <laughs> what type of animal animal has been visiting an Esquimalt high school throughout the pandemic? I have no idea. Apparently. <laughs> uh, what kind of plush toy joined the crew of astronauts in the SpaceX launch? Oh my god, I know nothing right now. Name one of two name one of two communities on the island that is asking people to stay away. Oh my god, I know nothing. I have not been paying attention to local news apparently. Evidently. Oh my god. Okay, we have to give you one of these. I think this might be a record though. Zero out of five? Yeah, I don't think we've had zero. This is impressive. I I think that deserves an applause, at least. Yeah, it's impressive how poorly you did this game, Jaden. So let's go through here. The cast member of Schitt's Creek that's matching donations to the University of Alberta is Dan Levy. Do you know any of the Schitt's Creek cast? I know. I don't watch that show. Mm. Yeah, I don't watch any episodes of it yet, but... Hope it do. Uh, Lego is releasing its largest set ever, which is of the Roman Colosseum, and Paul wants. Yo, that's wants cool. So that yeah, really it's really cool. I, yeah. Um, uh, a kitty cat has been visiting a Squamalt High School throughout the pandemic, raising spirits and being cute. That's really cute. I'm trying to find a cat sound effect. There we go. <laughs> and uh, the plush toy that joined the crew of astronauts in the SpaceX launch is little baby Yoda. And finally, oh the... no, I knew that one. Oh, uh, cool. Okay, yeah. I know you went. Star Wars with the Legos. Uh, uh, and then the, one of the two island communities uh, that's asking people, especially from the mainland, to stay away are our beautiful coastal retreats, Tofino and Euclid. 
Oh. Well. Yeah, that just makes sense. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's just for us Islanders. I, I'm kind of happy yeah, about that. We have to keep it to ourselves, you know? Awesome. Well, thank you so much for playing. It was really nice, you know, chatting about Knives with mm-hmm. you. And congratulations on your new job at yeah. 10 Acres. I hope that goes well for you. Better than this game. Yeah. <laughs> 10 Acres, please. <laughs> and, uh, really good. you know, maybe take a year or two, but feel free to uh, try again one day, okay? Yeah, yeah, I will. Thank you, guys. Thanks for playing. Thanks, Jaden. What did we learn today on the Afternoon Zone? And remember, you don't have to listen to the whole show to win, but it helps. One last thing before we go. Uh, Jen, I just want to give you a big shout-out. I gave you a big shout-out in this week's Geek Out podcast. Oh, listen to that on Spotify and wherever else you get your podcasts. <laughs> and uh, I can't. I remember what kind of a noise I was like, but I did your noise that you do. And so I was wondering if you just tell me if I'm doing it right. And because you always say that stuff is like, you're, you do this, you're like, fuck off or something yeah. like that, right? I'm fucking Tired. Yeah. Is that how you do it? The breathe. Fuck. Yeah, you have to go inward. <laughs> Fucking. Yeah. Okay, I just love that so much. Um, oh. Here's the clip of when I do it on the geek out. <laughs> Are you Fucking kidding me. Well, I guess, well, who put the dark saber in it then? Like, you gotta blame what's his man. Let me get another take on that because this is how Jenny says it, and I like it so much. She goes, Are you fucking kidding me? With this? the inhale breathe? Yeah, she does that all the time. She's like, Fuck off. Wow. Anyways, did I do a good job? Is that about right? Uh, yeah, I could use some work, but you're doing a great job, bud. Okay, great. So, um, please use the Jenny West <laughs> inhale monster fuck off voice. <laughs> Because it's really a lot of fun. Aw, thank you. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Fucking idiot. (laughs) Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3. Or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.